Arizona State Sun Devils lost its captain on defense, Michael Matus, to a season-ending knee injury. We're here to talk about what happens next for the Arizona State Sun Devils on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. As always, I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you all so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications, too, so you get an update whenever we put out new content, which is Monday through Friday. Make sure that if you're on Twitter, you follow me at richiebrads 36 and follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. While you're there, follow at all Sun Devils for the content that I put out with Sports Illustrated, and you will be in touch with everything Arizona State Sun Devils all the time. Let's go ahead and get into a rather depressing topic. Unfortunately for Arizona State, it suffered a, a, a loss in, in, a, in a different way. Most of the losses that the program has endured during the course of 2022 has been to the transfer portal. You lost a lot of guys to the draft and from running out of eligibility, but 17 players entered the transfer portal. Omar Norman Locke came back, but other than that, you just loss after loss after loss, and it felt like it just was continually piling up for you to a point where you just weren't sure at, at what point these losses were going to become insurmountable. The good news that you had is that you did have some savvy veterans and some captains who were coming back to the program, especially in the form of Michael Matus. Now Matus is been with the program since uh, 20, 2019. Yeah. 2019. And he has been a captain for Arizona state. He's been one of the most integral pieces to what the Sun Devils have wanted to build from a fundamental standpoint. He's not just a, a guy who's playing on the field. He's a guy who's a voice in the locker room and he's a leader amongst men. He's someone that rallies the troops and gets everyone together. A very underrated aspect of, of the Sun Devils and what makes them them is Michael Matus was kind of the backbone that no one really talked about. And he went down with what is being reported as an ACL injury uh, at, at the time of this podcast yesterday, Monday, August 15th. Apparently, according to the report from 98.7 FM, he had actually played like five snaps on this, what they called, quote, random play where he actually had suffered his injury and continued to play through it. So... For what it's worth, I mean, you got to be pretty tough to play through that kind of a serious injury and not want to take a playoff because everyone knows that I'd be crying and wanting my mommy to come and pick me up from practice because I hurt myself. But Matus ends up playing through it. Obviously, he is hampered to where they need to take a take a look at hip and um. They, they ultimately put him in a cast, give him a crutch, and it's 
all but confirmed that he tore his ACL. He will be out for the year. Uh, it's on the left knee for what that's worth. This is a this is a very, very difficult loss from from a leadership standpoint, especially. Again, Matus was a captain for Arizona State. And when you think about all the losses that the Sun Devils endured, one of the biggest losses was Jermaine Lole on the same defensive line. He was arguably the team's best player. He was a vocal leader, and he was somebody who fans and students were looking forward to uh, help helping guide this defense during a, during a transitional period. But he was gone, and up next was Michael Matus to step into that role as the team's best defensive lineman. And a guy who was already proven to be a vocal leader for the team was going to be looked upon to rally the troops and get everybody in position to get get off the ground after they had been knocked down from all the losses to the transfer portal. You know, scrub the dirt off of them and keep going. And now you lose Matus. It's it is it's a very tough loss. And what makes it all the more sour is that it's 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 an injury is the reason you're losing him. You've become accustomed, right, wrong, or indifferent, to guys leaving via the transfer portal and knowing that you gotta have that next man up mentality. But it's it's so frustrating and borderline gut-wrenching to now be losing players to injury. And it happens. It's the nature of the sport. I'm not sitting here saying that Arizona State was going to go the entirety of 2022 without injuries. Unfortunately, there's a very good chance that they're not done with injuries because it's just the way the game is. There's a very good chance that Arizona State has a couple more injuries. Hopefully nothing to this extent where it knocks a kid out of the year. But it just is, again, it's disheartening. It really sucks. Because Matus was coming off his best season. He had racked up 28 tackles, turned five and a half of them into a loss, recorded a half sack for himself. And again, he was going to be going into 2022 as the established leader, the established captain, and the most well-versed guy on, on, on the defense entirely. He'd be up there with Merlin Robertson in terms of guys who have been there and seen that and done it all. But now you lose him, and that's a very difficult loss that you're going to have to somehow overcome. And I'm not sure how you how you manage that. It, you really are going to have to go to like a pitch count with these guys, unfortunately. And it's it just is so unfortunate for a lot of different reasons. If no other reason, then this was this was going to be Michael Matus's year. This is going to be the year that he finally got to claim the spotlight for himself and show Arizona State fans, that the casual ones especially, why he was going to be someone that you were going to remember years down the road. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to go ahead and continue this conversation about Michael Matus and his unfortunate loss to the year. This is the Locked on Son of podcast. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. 
find news and reviews of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, MLB, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, and more, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trend and action happening now. BetOnline, where the game starts. As always, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Back into our unfortunate conversation. It Again, just this is such a crappy loss to, to lose a guy to an injury like this. And like a freak injury. Because it's not that Michael has constantly been an injury-prone player throughout his career. It's not that Michael has just constantly faced all of these, these obstacles in his way. He's proven himself to be a very good player for the Sun Devils. And he has this golden opportunity to really shine forth. And it's just taken away from him on what they called. Remember, they called it a, quote, random play. That's just gut-wrenching. And from a leadership standpoint, I don't think you can replace that. Now, the good news is Herm Edwards did mention in a press conference that he does expect Michael to continue to be with the team and travel with the team. So from that standpoint, you still have, you know, one of the best cheerleaders in the whole world as a guy who knows the team and has built bonds and brothership amongst all of his teammates, that's good that you're retaining that. It's just unfortunate on the field that you're going to have to be trying to replace that. Now, as far as replacing it goes, that's what I want to talk about here real quick. It feels like you're probably going to have to go, like I had previously alluded to, like a pitch count and like a rotation of some guys. Anthony Cooper is one of the guys who's going to be very, very interesting to see what they want to do with him. He was third on the team last year with sacks. He piled up three and a half on 30 tackles. He seems like the odds favorite to slide into the starting role now with uh, Michael Matuskan. Now, Trevez Moore, as far as we know, he is cleared and ready to go. There have been no setbacks. He's been practicing all that good stuff. He is going to lock down one of the defensive end spots. The defensive interior is something I want to talk about here in just a minute because I think that's another interesting situation to maybe help cope with the loss of Matus. But Anthony Cooper definitely feels like he should get the first shot here at, at, the, at, the, at the starting lineup. I think that Cooper is got a good track record, right? He, he broke out last year as a redshirt sophomore. Prior to that, he had only played three games. So going into this year, he has some nice expectations for himself. I feel like he is going to be one of the guys that Arizona State looks to first compared to, you know, potentially moving guys around and shuffling them. I think that Anthony Cooper is going to be someone they're going to look at and be like, all right, this is your spot. You're next man up. Let's see you step up to the plate and become that guy, become who we believed Matus was going to be this year. And to preface this part of the conversation, at this point now, we're talking about production. Again, you're not going to replace the leader that Matus is. Thankfully, it doesn't seem like you're going to have to 
on the sidelines replace him on the field. It's going to be up to Merlin Robertson, Kyle Sully. It's not fair to place that expectation on anyone else. But in terms of production, technically Cooper has been more productive. But I think that he still has a lot of work to do to get to where Michael Matus was because of all the other aspects that have gone there, not just the production standpoint. But Cooper should be the guy they look to first for the production replication. Now, an interesting conversation that I want to start. What do you do with a very deep defensive interior? I mean, there's a lot of guys to like there. And particularly the guys who stand out to me the most are Omar Norman Lott and BJ Green. Now, I was kind of kicking around this conversation with friend of the podcast, Donnie Druin earlier, or uh, yesterday, I should say. But one of the things that I said is I wonder if you can take one of those guys and move them outside. The guy I mentioned was VJ Green. The guy he mentioned was Omar Norman Lott. Now, both of them are definitely bigger guys who aren't exactly ideal to be playing on the edge in a 4-3 defense where you're asking them to line up on the outside shoulder of the tackle. Omar Norman Lott being six foot three, 280, he's definitely more of a defensive tackle in build. And BJ Green at six foot 260, according to rlands.com for both of those, he would be the more like picture perfect, quote unquote, guy to put on the edge because he is smaller in more ways than one. He's He's the guy who definitely has more twitch and explosiveness, I think. But I also can understand that you look at BJ Green and you say, you know, you're a very young player. You were very good when you were coming off the bench last year from the interior. We want to keep that going. Meanwhile, we look at Omar Norman Lott and you wonder how creative can we get with him? And that's a very intriguing conversation to have because Omar Norman Lott had his best season last year. He's going into his red shirt uh, sophomore season. Now he had recorded 30 tackles and two sacks a year ago. And there's reason to believe that he could be someone you could really kind of get creative with and put him all over the front. He, he feels kind of like that Jermaine Lole kind of player now with with the ability to move Lole all over the place because of how big, strong, and fast he was, you're kind of hoping that Norman Lott can maybe be in that same vein. But I like the idea of being able to maybe push him outside and see if those big, heavy paws of his can help disrupt plays and get get some of the energy back from the pass rushing standpoint that Matus was going to bring for you. Norman Lott is a very talented player. If if push came to shove and you had to take one of these guys to move outside and turn them into an edge rusher, Omar Norman Lott definitely feels like the right guy to do that with. He's got a great build. He's got production to match. I Again, my initial thought was BJ Green. But when you think about it, Norman Lott probably has a little more versatility and at least from an experience standpoint to be moved out. And that's not a knock on green because guess what? If Norman Lott is getting pushed outside, 
B.J. Green is going to get a lot more time starting on the inside. Now, some of the guys who won't really be able to do anything would be like Nessa Jade Silvera or uh, Tatala Tesafi, who are both well over 300 pounds. Robbie Harrison is also a 300-pound freshman, and you're definitely not going to be trying to put him on the edge at that size and that young. So it definitely is going to be between Anthony Cooper uh, playing defensive end and Omar Normala and BJ Green potentially being flexed out as well. But we're going to go ahead and put a pen in the conversation for just a moment, head back into our final break. And when we return, pick this conversation right back up. This is the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. You guys got to make sure that you are subscribed over to the Locked on Pac-12 podcast and make sure that you're staying in touch with everything Pac-12 in 30 minutes or less with my good friend Spencer McLaughlin. Just like the Locked on Sun Levels, it's free and available on all platforms. Wrapping up this conversation, Anthony Cooper should probably get first dibs. I think that you're going to have some other guys give get get a lot lot of starting, not starting time, but like rotation playing time. Joe Moore is someone who's very interesting to me. Garen uh, Stansberry is also another guy who I think you're going to be looking at in a in a kind of rotational uh, timeshare role depending on Anthony Cooper. Now, if Cooper's not able to seize control of this of this role full-time as a starter, then, I mean, you've got some interesting, capable players able to push him at the edge rushing spot. If Cooper's not able to do it and you are just trying to get your best four on the field, which right now, I think that's what Arizona State needs to be thinking. Let's get our four best defensive linemen on the field. Not so much worry about scheme fit at the moment. Obviously, that is a, that is something you need to take into account. You're not going to roll out four 320-pound defensive tackles at all four of your defensive line spots because you're just it, it doesn't work that way. You would get beat plenty and plenty of times. But right now, with the losses that you are sustaining week after week because of transfers and because of now injury you need to start thinking bigger picture of you know maybe this year we don't have you know six foot three 250 pound edge rushers maybe this year we have more odd fronts and bigger guys maybe maybe we do go more to like a like a three three five front where you only have three down linemen you're pulling in a third linebacker like a will schaefer or a caleb mccullough or a Connor Soley, and you're rolling out with your five defensive backs, which is what you should do regardless. But you're going to have to become a little more a, a little more flexible in the way you want to scheme. So back to my original point with fielding your four best defensive linemen, that could mean getting B.J. Green on the field more, either if you're placing him on the edge or if you're moving Omar Norman Lott to defensive end and getting BJ Green on the field, maybe Green's not even your best, uh, your next best defensive lineman. Maybe it is moving uh, Omar Norman Lott to the edge and then taking Pesafi or Harrison and giving yourself essentially two nose tackles. I mean, it it's worked for other teams before. Alabama has always valued massive defensive linemen. 
you don't necessarily need to have four pass rushers on that D line. I think right now you need to have the four guys who you are most confident will give you the best production and play on a, on a play to play basis. You can't be worried about, um, you know, Omar Norman lot is probably a better sack guy from the defensive interior. So we're going to roll the dice on a rotation. If you could put Norman Lott at defensive end and still get good production just because he's not getting the sacks. You really need to start thinking big picture with everything that's going on in the defensive line right now. There's just loss after loss. And again, right now, you almost need to assume the worst case scenario, which is how are we going to incorporate everyone? We're going to assume that no one on this roster is going to be able to be a full-time every down starter. And with that in mind, you need to now start rotating everyone in as often as you can and really just playing around with the lineup. You have, you know, 10 or 10 or so defensive linemen on the roster right now. Move them around. See what you want to do with them. Put Norman Lott out on edge. Put BJ Green on edge. Run two nose tackles. Run three defensive linemen instead of four defensive linemen. Do whatever you need to do between now and the beginning of the season against NAU. You need to do some experimenting because losing Michael Matus is a massive blow. I don't know how you recover from a leadership standpoint. I think from a production standpoint, it's not impossible to overcome. And I feel like people will look at the box score and say, well, half sack isn't a lot to overcome and just kind of gloss over the fact that the production of Michael Matus is a lot more than sack numbers because Arizona state didn't have a lot of sacks last year. I don't know that they were going to have a lot of sacks this year, but this certainly is a blow to the production. So, I think what you should do is give Anthony Cooper every opportunity to be the number one edge rusher for you. If he is not able to hold it down, I think the next thing you do is look at moving Omar Norman Lott out to end and bringing in one of your other defensive tackles, whether it's BJ Green or Tatala Pesafi, and next to Nesta Jade Silvera. After that, just throw stuff at the wall and hope something sticks. Cooper's my number one option. Norman Lott's my number two. And then some kind of do something until it works would be my number three option. But that's my overall thoughts on the unfortunate injury to Michael Mattis, which will bring us to a conclusion here on this edition of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. So as always, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform, but wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications. So you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow me at richiebrads 36 and follow along with me and the content I put out both for locked on with the podcast being found at LO underscore sun levels and with sports illustrated where you can find my content there at all sun levels, follow all three of them. You're never going to be out of the loop on everything Arizona State, Sun Devils, football, basketball, and otherwise. But that does it for us here. 
So until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Levels.